Studios. I've never seen contraptions with so many buttons and knobs and dials before. This is WADD Talk Radio with Bill Neville. Can you fly this plane and land it? Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. Now don't call me sure. Patrick Hinehan. I work with him and that's it. I tried to introduce him to a few nice people. He made a fool of himself. And Sean Hinehan. Grizzly Adams had a beard. Grizzly Adams did have a beard. Okay, let's go. Happy 420, gentlemen. Woo! Happy 420, man. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That was, that was a great sound effect, Sean. It was more impressive watching you do that than it was to hear the sound. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> I'm a Bob Marley, man. Uh, almost, as loves, almost as much as Snapchat. Though. Yes. What? Of course that's going to be an issue. Oh, it's making you blackface. Blackface! I'm triggered! Yeah. Let's, like, no. let's take it to the Supreme Court. Let's take Snapchat and let's go lynch Snapchat. Don't tell They're Kurt just Sean. having fun. It makes you a panda. Are we? Are right. We, <laughs> you know, <laughs> or it makes shit shoot out of your face. Like, or it makes your 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 eyes turn into mouths. Like, throw up a rainbow. Are the gays mad? No, well, probably. <laughs> God um, damn, so sensitive. Do, do girls crying with makeup running down their faces get offended? I don't think yeah. so. <laughs> probably. Yeah. Well, they continue cutting their wrists, maybe. Uh, <laughs> so, welcome to episode sixty-one Is today. That the Bill Cosby uh, filter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Welcome well, to episode. When your phone six- shuts off. <laughs> For the third time, welcome to episode sixty-one. The Ian Hands are, are just losing their minds over here. Um, as you heard from our intro, it is the three-year anniversary of that. This is our fucking city speech. Just David Ortiz just so needed. just pumping up the crowd after the five days of hell that that this city went through after the Boston Marathon. So that was pretty cool. I I, I was seeing that all over social media today. That today was the the five uh, the three year anniversary of that moment. That's crazy to think about because you and I were there. We, just, we watched we it live. We heard it over the the speakers. So we're looking around like. Did he just say fucking? Yeah, I think the TVs let it go. But oh, if I can remember correctly, I remember seeing something on uh, our, our our guy Bernie Albanese, uh, who is the executive producer for the Red Sox games, was like, "I bleeped it out." He's like, "Cause I, I didn't want, I don't want to be the one that had to pay that FCC fine for WEI." Exactly. I don't blame him. Either. But FCC didn't didn't find anyone. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty cool. Um, 
Speaking of of David Ortiz and the uh, the Boston Marathon three years ago, Patrick and I were just at the Boston Marathon two days ago. Another great one, man. It, it you know obviously the attacks a couple of years ago. It, there's a different atmosphere there, but I feel like this year was one of the, the event. this one's one of the first years where to be honest with you, I didn't think about it as much. It no. wasn't like your you know your go to thought of like oh god you know you saw the memorials, you saw all that stuff, which is which is great. They do the you know the the remembrances and all that stuff, which is awesome. We were at the AT and T store with our morning show, and we had. Uh, Brian, Bill, Bill Richard uh, was Martin Richard, the uh, the young dad, yeah. fan who died um, from the bomb, and it was interesting to get his take on it. Where um, you know, obviously that happened, so he went there the next year, yeah. And it, it's you know, it's an interesting place. You're at the exact place where your son dies, yep. so you know, I it was interesting to hear that this year he said it was one of the first years where it fully felt like a positive. All a positive situation. Oh, well, that's good. Um, and, that, and that's what you want. Sure. You know, that, and that's what you want. Um, and another thing, too. strange that, to be so positive when you have Kirk Minahan sitting right next to you. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's a good point. And, and Kirk was surprisingly uh, positive for that, you know. And, and how can you not be with someone nah, like that? He, you know, he, he knows. He's he gets got it. a son, yeah. You know, he's a professional. Um, but uh, the other cool thing, Bill, is uh, we got a little starstruck a little bit. Or we're watching... Uh, Mark Wahlberg yeah. make a movie uh, a little too soon. Yeah, um, I definitely agree. It's even too soon. even uh, Bill Richard said that he he came out there as one of the quotes we took. It's a little too soon, but it's one of those. I, what my is my assumption is why Mark tackled it. You he, he wants to get it first before anyone else does. Sure, I want to yeah, get it because I know you I want to do it the best way possible. Three years is like well, okay. Eh, I don't know. Yeah, well, World Maybe Trade Center and Flight ninety three came out. Five years after nine eleven, Titanic, and a lot, Titanic that was a came lot, out. Seriously, <laughs> Titanic came out seventy years. <laughs> um, I don't see a problem with it, honestly, as long as there's some funds going where they need to go, and um, people aren't capitalizing this to make themselves a dollar, and it's more for bringing uh, light to the situation of the people that died. Yeah, and he's smart enough where he's going to donate almost right. all his money. Yeah, Mark's know, not going to. He's not oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think but it was, he, he's smart enough to do that. And then didn't the Richards ask to not be portrayed in the yes. movie at all? Yeah, no, not at all. Yeah. So um can understand that, definitely. Totally. Uh, but it was cool to see Mark in a full Boston police uniform walking with a, up. With and, a limp. With a limp, answering his cell phone and calling. And he had some interaction with another guy getting out of his vehicle. So it'll be cool to when the movie does come out and we see it, what kind of see if we're in the shots background. they used. And Bill had a really cool observation. And it took, made total sense where... Um, every year down there, you know, they have, you know, the, the bleachers are wrapped, there's signs, there's jumbotrons, everything, and it always says, you know, 2015 Boston Marathon, it all was very generic, and all just said Patriots Day, and it was still the same logo, the same colors, all that stuff, no oh, year really? or anything, so it was really interesting. Did they then see- take it down after the filming and throw up the real stuff, or the, no? The only thing that said 2016 was the canopy over the finish line, like where all the huh. cameras and stuff were, but the bleachers all said Patriots Day with a generic BAA yellow logo. Oh, okay. Well, huh. Bill and I got to go on right on the finish line yeah, that was really during cool. the race. The wheelchair guys were about to finish within five, ten minutes. They were about to finish, the first finishers, and we were on the finish line taking pictures of some contest winners and stuff. Oh, that's great. Um, Bill got a good little... It, it was so funny, the selfie you got, too. <laughs> quick selfie. Because it was, it was like the quickest selfie face ever. It was just like, duh, you know, like nice derp face. Because <laughs> Captain High Strung was trying to push, us, push us out of there. I've never met a guy that's then been that high strung in a high-pressure situation before. Because you know what? I think he was trying to get away that with something. That guy was freaking Who was out. It? Yeah, because he was getting away with something. I think I don't know. We 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 did a contest for AT and T, um, where a contest winner wins like an ultimate marathon day. They have uh, breakfast passes at a hotel, uh, Red Sox passes. Uh, f- you know, you get your picture taken on the finish line. But they showed up really late, and then the AT and T people showed up really late too. Or it just was coordinated very late, so it was within fifteen minutes of the wheelchair people ending, and that's why the guy was freaking out. It was supposed to be done so much earlier, but 
Um, irregardless, it was a cool day. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you just wish that the Red Sox would keep it a good day. That, yeah, that would have made be- it a, beautiful weather. Yeah, that's for sure. I everything was, was awesome, but Newton, the Red so. Sox and and it's just. It stinks because we go into every season, or at least I personally do, and I know Sean does too, just from his... Uh, so are you saying crazy- the Red Sox need some Ethiopians on their team? <laughs> yeah, 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 to win. Um, you know, we go into it positive, and it, it's always, it's April, people! It's a- yeah, but, That's I'm, but I am alarmed in April. I am. I, I, I am not confident in our manager, just from what the last couple of, you know, thinking on your feet type of... Not even thinking on your feet, baseball, and that's the well, thing that's crazy of- for me, is baseball's not think on your feet. You got all the time in the frickin' world to spit out a couple sunflower seeds. Hmm, what should we do? And he's still not making the good decisions. And to go over analytics and stuff like that, and he comes out and he says, well, you know, I'm batting Chris Young over Travis Shaw, or Brock Holt sitting here because we want to get... Uh, you know Chris Young up against lefties, and it's like, and then, but then they take him out and put him against a righty, and then all these weird decisions. Where then his answer, John Farrell, the manager, his answers to the media don't quite make sense. And like you said, you have all the time in the world, and you have all these. You have Bill James as one of your, uh, you know, the top analytics guy in all of MLB at the Red Sox. Uh, dis, um, what's the word I'm looking disposal. for? Disposal. Disposal. Thank you, and. Brock Holt hits him way better against lefties than anything else, so it's kind of like, well, what are we doing here? And he's kind of futzing around with the lineup, and then you think, like, oh, okay, like, John Farrell used to be a pitching coach. Like, he was a very successful pitching coach, and their pitchers aren't even doing well, and he's making weird decisions with pitching where he he takes out Clay Buckholz. Well, this is another game. He takes out Clay Buckholz after Clay does has an amazing job. You know, he struggled a little bit his first game, uh, and then he bounced back and had a great... He was into his seventh inning, takes him out. They put in Junichi Tozawa to throw two, three pitches, mm-hmm. who's usually the eighth inning, a great relief eighth right, inning definitely. pitcher. He's basically like another closer, but he comes in in the eighth. To start out the eighth, they bring in Koji Uohara, who's a closer. He lets up a bunch of stuff. They then bring Craig Kimbrell in, who's their other closer, into the ninth when Koji wasn't doing well with all these bases loaded, you know, and he gives up these hits. And it's like, what are you even doing? Like, I, I at first, I, I know a lot of people, including me, including Kirk Minahan, was the, is the biggest person I see talking about, is that he's the worst in-game manager. I thought, and that he should be fired, that his time's coming up. Uh, in the beginning of the season, so does my roommate, thinks the same thing, Nate. And I was like, no, you know, he'll they'll be fine. They'll they'll iron some of these things out. Like he's not that bad. And then literally the next two days after I said that, he made so many bad decisions. I'm yeah, like I would not be surprised if he's gone by the All Star break. I'm not entirely convinced that John Farrell wouldn't already be gone if he didn't have that bout with cancer. Yeah, that's a very good point. Yeah, and I mean that's not you know we're not being insensitive. No, saying no, that, no. But but you're not going to fire a it's guy. It's also that. look at that's, that a, that's a PR. <laughs> Nightmare. Yeah, look at that headline. And the Red Sox have already had way too much of a you know nightmare. I mean, it seems like PR nightmares just come to the Red Sox anyway. Yep. Like they always just manifest themselves and they always get oh, the media in this city has plenty of tanks of gasoline to throw on the little fires. So it's you're right about that. And if he doesn't literally in the next two weeks, like really prove to the to the ownership and to literally the media that he, he is capable of managing this team, that they could be successful, which besides his Red Sox, you know, them winning the World Series in 2013, I don't... There hasn't been any high spots in John Farrell's none uh, tenure as Red Sox Not really, manager. And like nothing. And that wasn't even really his team. That was like Francona. They like, won 96 it, games his first yeah, season. Yeah, they had a collapse but... the year before, and it was historic, and it was terrible, but like... 
they were a talented team. They just played like shit in September. So I don't know. I just I think the time the the clock is ticking for John Farrell for sure. And they know they have a capable guy that they can promote because John Farrell did have cancer. He had a step down last year for the pat what for the last two months was it three months? Uh, Remember he announced it around Jimmy Fund, so July. Right, end of July, August, the, August, and then Terry Lavolo yeah, came sorry, up, August, and they did August, great under August Terry November. Lavolo. They they played great. Tori, Tori, Terry, Tori, Tori, Terry, Terry, Tori. Tori. Um, so yeah, maybe um, John Farrell might have more time to spend with Jess Moran. So it's coming up soon. So I don't know. It's <laughs> I forgot about that. I haven't really been. A, Nor I've do I care. A couple games, and it's what what a guy, what a guy, a divorced. Uh, man wants to do with his dangling, then go for it, dude. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah, that's fine. But I'm just they look on paper. They look like like oh, they could do this if they if Clay Buckhold steps up and the rest of the pitchers step up. David Price, obviously, who's going tonight against the Rays, um, will pitch fine. And they seem like they can. They're getting the bat on the ball. I mean, Haley Maris is smashing the ball. Pablo yeah. Sandoval. Do, uh, oh wait, yeah, exactly. Uh, he's doing a great smashing job smashing the. Buffet. Yeah. I'm saying, yeah, sore shoulder from too much chicken wing eating. <laughs> like, Jesus. That what a disaster, crazy. man. It just What stink. a disaster. Because, like, that's the thing. With gigs like that or people like athletes like that, you see how much money they're making. And if you can actually do the math, like, you could sit down and figure out what he makes per inning to sit against. Per swing. Per, you know, strike that is called against. Per, you know Hundreds I mean? of thousands of dollars for a couple of games. Like, just, oh, my God. It's, it's, it's just, sickening. Oh my god! But I mean, it's not my money. So it's it really shouldn't be our issue. But it's it's just annoying. No, the city cares about the team. Exactly, I, we care about the team. You know, and we you want to see it be successful. And is there anything better than when the Red Sox are on a on a heater or like especially you know they're playing so well going into the playoffs or something like that? And you're like, they could, yeah. that that magic is in the city. Like they could do this. Fenway is just a much more fun place to be around when the Red Sox are and you know are I, playing well. I got the feeling that they could do it with another Boston team. Sure. The Celtics. They mm-hmm. got they were hot into the playoffs. Hot. Yes, they were. And dud, 0 oh and 2, just Well, the first shots game up. they like, first oof. game, first they half. They got screwed. Garbage. Then they battled back, which they oh, they've been doing all season. And then injury to Avery Bradley, uh Marcus Smart hurt himself, Kelly Olnick is hurt right now, yeah. and they had to play game two last night. That was ugly. And they got destroyed. Wasn't it twenty four to three at one point against yes. the, they're playing the Atlanta Hawks? It was good ugly. Lord they cracked the fifty point fifty points in the fourth quarter, I think. In the beginning of the fourth quarter, they cracked 50 points. Like, are you kidding me? It's one of those really annoying games, too, where, like, they're down by a lot, but then do, like, a mini little run, and you give that little hope, and you're like, all right. And then no. Jared Soldinger shoots a three or just, like, throws the ball straight out. Like, this kills he, momentum. I don't know what. He must have had a brain fart, or he was celebrating 420 early or something. <laughs> but it, watching him play basketball yesterday, it was like watching someone try to play. You know what I'm saying? Like, watching someone acting playing basketball. Yeah. You know? Like, I, I know what kind of you need to do but it's just you know i, I think i've seen severity, someone do this before so let me try and it was just it was just ugly and i really did not enjoy it it was just Terrible. ugly basketball which you know regular season nba is pretty ugly when it, in the grand scheme of things so you would you know we as basketball fans we love the playoffs because that's when they come out to play but I'm excited to see them come back to the Garden. I feel like uh, they've been playing okay at home all season. Obviously, they've they, been playing amazing at home, yeah. almost historically good at home. Yeah, so I think in that that 
you know, home crowd, you know. I that will that energy will definitely pick them up. And and it's a must win. You can't go down 0-3. No, no way. It is a must win, and especially I mean, they've literally played their worst basketball possible. I don't sure. know if they could be worse. You're right. Any anywhere they can go it has to be up right now. It, you know, and and it's interesting to see all these the pundits out now going. You know, who all season go? Oh, Brad Stevens, genius, genius. And then you know, oh, now he's oh, it's six in the how playoffs. How quickly do we flip like, the switch? Oh, it's like yeah, how, whoa, quick, how quick it is? Like holy crap! And you have the top, your top defender in Avery Bradley, twin out for the series, out at for least. the series now because of his hamstring in basketball. That's huge, especially for a guy as tenacious as him, which you, you hate seeing that. So then the other guy you want to step up in that uh, position is Marcus Smart, who then jammed his thumb up in the game one, and he's not exactly playing up to his pers- his potential. Um, and then the guy below him is a rookie, Terry Rozier, who, you know, in the spots that he got playing, you know, he was in the D-League for the most of the year, and then they called him up three-quarters of the way through the season. But okay, minute, you know, it wasn't, get, you know, maybe getting like eight minutes a game, not even, but he's playing okay. You know, he's holding his own. But Only like, one's hitting threes last night, you know. You throw him ugly. in against, you know, like Je- to guard Jeff Teague, you know, like that's that's a tough matchup for him. <laughs> Absolutely. And then, you know, Kelly Olnick, his shoulder hurt, is hurt again. That's been nagging him all season. Jay Crowder not stepping up to the plate in the playoffs like we need him to, you know. Was misses he totally back healthy? Threes? You don't know. Yeah, that's a good point. I ju- it just sucks to see that its health is a, a reason that it's like, oh, they're really not. They might not get out of this series. Yeah, and people were thinking that they could give Cleveland a run in the second round. NBA season's a long season, you know, uh, and, and and what stinks too is why it's so long. You, you do get injuries like that, like now, you know, Steph Curry not playing in the first. You know, I don't think they have to worry too much, but uh, he's not. You could see he's seething, like he was getting all pissy and moany at Steve Kerr the other night. He's, I want to play. You know, yeah. it's like, no. How about you? How about we'll let you play in Game Six and Seven of the Finals? How about that? And, you now, know? The, Jesus. and now that. Uh, blowback is like, well, maybe they shouldn't have gone for the Bulls' record if now we're all the raw. It's Shut the amount up. of like the the pendulum swing in the, it, like in media in can general. never be wrong. Like sports media, they're always like, oh, they're gonna do it, they're gonna beat the Bulls, and then it's like something little help. Well, maybe they shouldn't have done that. It's like, what oh, if, everyone's hot. What Monday morning you can't have it each way. Like, well, yeah, you can, I guess. For <sighs> like. I guess people think they can. You see it all. And now the time. people are like, "Oh, well, that record's not going to. If they don't win the championship, that record doesn't, doesn't matter." Anything. They're, they're, well, well, clearly the, the Bulls are better because they were able to win the national championship, and they only had one game less, or you know, more of win losses. It's like what? Like, look a team who played hard in the regular season. Awesome, <sighs> you know. Like, I get it, but I don't think that would take anything away from it. That is unbelievable. No, Curry, playing. I believe he's going to come back. They have less than ten lo- losses. That's insane. That is crazy. They have nine losses out of eighty-two season. games. Nine That's losses, mind-boggling. Nine losses. I, I, yeah, I mean, I you, just, you see the flip-flopping all the time. I saw it in 2007, where the Patriots were widely regarded for 18 games as the greatest team of all time, and then the last game they blew it. I mean, they, all people were talking about is how the Patriots blew it, and how, not how the Giants beat them. Yeah, oh, I was just going. <laughs> I was going to. You know, I was going to throw you a, a backhanded uh, thing, but you, nobody you, talks you about the effort that the Giants put up and beat the shit out of Tom Brady in that game. Yeah, man, that's how you get to Tom Brady. That's how Denver got to Tom Brady. They got pressure to the quarterback. Don't let him disrupt the rhythm. Mm-hmm. I know we talked about it on this this yeah. this here show mm-hmm. at ad nauseum. <laughs> well, ad nauseum for Bill. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Any Giants talk is ad nauseum for me. <laughs> uh, so Friday night, the Garden's going to be rocking, man. It's going to be a lot of fun. That is going to be interesting. Um, our, our friends from Causeway Street are actually doing their show down by the Garden. Yeah, I saw from that. Where I saw it today on Facebook from Causeway. 
From or the whatever Causeway that place across Causeway from... Street Pub or whatever, yeah. Of course. Right? That's Come great. On. They have That's to. Great. And they've uh, they've been doing a great job with coverage. Joe Sway's the you know he's been getting a lot I love of love those Facebook videos on WEI. You've been Petralli. checking those out. Yeah, it's great. So Sway's there. I mean, with um, what's his face? I always forget his name. Sean. Yeah, and then uh, the other the EEI guy that he's always writing with Mike Petraglia. Yeah, Petrags. And then uh, the Sean Dutra wrote on the Causeway Street blog. He's like reasons why they're going to take it in five games. And I was like, <laughs> uh, I'm confident, but I'm not that confident. <laughs> Still think that way, Sean. Uh, yeah, exactly. Still, um, I still, I don't know, man. I was like so gung ho. I, I thought they were going to pull it out in like six or maybe even seven, but I don't know. With Avery, the, the loss of Avery Bradley is absolutely huge. Well, he's the best player on the team, I think. Uh, if, if you look at like plus minuses and all that stuff, yeah, he's yeah. the most impactful him player. And, him and Isaiah Thomas. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, Evan Turner's got to step up. He finished fifth in the six man voting, which was, uh, depressing of him. Yeah. I was surprised. Yeah, it's very good. Uh, I just it's that's yeah, it was tough. I'm so glad I was only following along on my phone because I was at my girlfriend's and all the girls were watching TV and I was in there. I kind of made a comment. I was like, "Oh, Celtics game's on at five. And they're like, oh. "I was like, I'm kidding. I'll watch." Isn't that phone. cute? And then they're done watching whatever they're watching and they're like, "You want to put the Celtics game on?" I was like, "No, because no, no. I'll go to bed angry." And we don't want that. So that was just a little ridiculous. Quite ridiculous, but yeah, like you said, that the garden's gonna be yeah hopping on Friday. I don't, I don't see any reason why they're not gonna take Game Three. I mean, they at, least, at least win one. <laughs> if you're if you're gonna lose half your team, at least win one. Yeah, don't well, get swept. Let me see if there's any change in because they've been a, gonna Mike Francesco right now five point underdogs. Uh, uh, they've been five point underdogs each game. Let's, uh, let's see here. And now they're minus three. Now they're the. They're favored by three points, Boston is. Well, that's a squash because they're at home, right? Yeah, that's definitely why. So, crazy. I thought they might even be at home based on that. Um, I mean, Gar- Golden State's been having like 15-point uh, th- things, and they covered one of them. They only just barely didn't cover the other game. I mean, yep. they've been playing unbelievable, even without Steph Curry. Um, there's just been absolute blowouts in some of these games. I mean, the Mavericks couldn't shoot worth a shit in their game one. Uh, so round one of the NBA playoffs is not the prettiest of basketballs. No, and it's pretty predictable Basketball. usually too. You never see an eight over a one. You never see. You never really see a seven over a two. Uh, unlike the NHL playoffs where you get eight over ones all the time, all the and, time, and sevens over twos all the time. That's why it's so much fun to watch because you just have no idea who's going to win. Who are uh, switching over to the NHL? How? What what's your team? I know obviously the, the I'm I'm, I'm rooting for the Rangers. Yeah, because my buddy plays for the Rangers. Oh right, so I'm rooting for them. I want to see him win the cup. He come home to Milton and uh, bring the cup over. And That'd be dope. God. We'll come hang out with it. Holy that crap. would be dope. Drink be some awesome. champagne out of the top. Oh, yep. Oh, yeah. yep. That'd be sick. Actually, get to pick it up this time. But you can't raise it over your head, right? Isn't that the thing? Uh, you cannot raise it over your head. You can hold it like. Like well, the only you way, can't the only people that are allowed radio, to do it over your head are the players and coaches. With your, if your name's on it, makes sense. Yeah. I like that rule. I like a lot. it too. I, and that's, I guarantee late at night at clubs that that rule's broken. But like I get, or, or you never know. Actually, yeah, that could be like the one thing. Be like, no, 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 man, that's that's not cool. I uh, I do like seeing. I hope the Rangers win too because I I kind of like the Rangers. I root. I like the root for them when I was in college because my roommate was like a diehard Rangers fan. I know he's. Uh, I think he's even going to a lot of those games. Uh, 
But what I like seeing more in this is Philadelphia just getting the ever living <laughs> shit kicked out of them. Their their fans getting a penalty the other night for uh, delay of game because they had these. Um, did I show you guys the videos when I went to the Taylor, to Swift. Taylor Swift concert? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they had they gave everybody bracelets and the lights are blinking and all that fun jazz. But the Flyers the other night for their game one intro had or, or for their first home game intro. So game three had um, they're playing the Capitals. The right, Capitals are one. So so for their for their first home game intro, they had these bracelets and they were put them they put them on everybody's seat and said put these on. They're a part of the show. Blah blah blah. Um, towards the end of the game, the Flyers were getting smashed so badly. That the fans threw their bracelets on the ice. And now they did collect and they counted, and there was only like a couple. There was like just over 100 of them or something like that. So people were like, oh, all the fans at Wells Fargo, you know, Philadelphia shitty. It was like, it wasn't even like, it was like a percent, a small percentage. They threw batteries at Santa, man. As as two, I'm sitting in front of two very good promotions guys here that that know how to do events, that know how to do that. (laughs) Knowing your, especially your fans at home, Playing the Capitals, who were an amazing, te- historically good team this year. I mean, they had 125 or something points, or they they rocked the house this whole season. They won the Presidents Cup like super early. Yep. So you know the Flyers are in kind of trouble. Do you? How do you give your fans who are notoriously act up and are you know scummy or whatever? That's the the you know the the reputation that they have, despite of it being true or not. I think it is something to throw. Something nice and easy well, to I don't throw. Think they that's intended kind of, <laughs> for that. To happen. Come on, though. That's got to go through your head at least, yeah. at least a little bit. Did like, you? How about you just give them towels like everyone else does? Towels does not go far. The worst they can do is maybe choke each other out. Yeah. Rest. And, Stuff and, and each you know the best thing is they could just, just doing society a favor. Yeah, and they could just wipe their tears with it. I wish I got the audio of this because this made me laugh, and it was the funniest part of the whole story for me. It was the PA? Yes. Oh yeah. So the um the. The Flyers PA announcer gets on uh, to announce the penalty that has been assessed to the Flyers for the uh, for the delay of game yeah, for, yeah, yeah. for blowing the whist- uh, the throwing the bracelets, and um, he gets on. He goes, "All right, nice job, guys. Uh, Flyers penalty on blah 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 for a delay of game two minutes blah 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 blah." blah. He goes, "Nice work, everybody. <laughs> nice work, everybody. <laughs> so great. Please have some class. Yeah, exactly. Know? Well, you can't do that here in Philly." Just a guy who's clearly a fan of the Flyers and working for the Flyers, and then he's just so pissed off at these idiotic people in Philadelphia. He's just like, come on, guys. Yeah, you're watching your team get killed, you know, and then you're watching all the classless fans throw yep. shit. And do you know the reason why they had the wristbands? It was to commemorate someone who used to play for the Flyers who died. No, like, the, owner, the owner, Ed yeah, Snyder, someone, who yeah, died recently. Just like, it's supposed to be in memorandum, and these people are Philly doesn't sh- care. chucking them. They don't even, yeah, they, yeah. Philly's also notoriously the worst wrestling crowds, too. They're very, really? they're very vocal. They chant like random shit when stuff's going on. It just the the guys themselves don't like performing there. Filth Adelphia. So Philly's just a shithole. Yeah, <laughs> I've never been. Don't plan on going. Pat unless, loves unless WrestleMania Philly. ends up there. I don't plan on going there. Yeah, no, I jumped to the chance to go to Philly again. <laughs> oh my god, I got jumped when I was in, oh. in high school, college uh, down nice. there with my boy Tom. Tommy Dutch. That was fun. Yeah, Tommy Dutch. Um. Who no knock on Tom? He owns a uh, a apartment in, in Philly. No, not apartment. He bought a house. It's a second. Oh yeah, house or something. Is oh god, yeah, you're right. Sorry, sorry, buddy. Sorry, Tam. Let me see. Uh, I'm gonna see Tommy in uh, in August. I'm gonna go to SummerSlam with him. You bought tickets with him. Oh, that's great. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. Yeah, they're doing that again. That's I'm pissed. We missed that last time, and then uh, I don't know about this time because that was at the end of uh, his. Uh, Special party weekend, right? Yes, that was so much fun. Yeah, it was a good time. Good time. Yeah. Do, yeah. 
so the NHL playoffs have been fun. Uh, the Rangers are down two to one, I believe. Yep, two to one to the Pittsburgh Penguins. Capitals are just running shit on the Flyers, three zero. How about the Islanders? I know they play tonight. Islanders are up like two one. All right, and they've been playing the um, the Florida Panthers. Florida Sean Panthers. Thornton down in, down in Florida. I'll be honest God. with you, I don't give a shit until it's the Stanley Cup when it really comes down to it. See the the, the NHL playoffs it. when it comes down to it for me, I can watch any game. And yeah, they're, they're on the they're on NBC Sports Network. They're on USA. They're on um, all those NBC Universal stations. Uh, Definitely seems like when you watch a regular season hockey game and you watch a playoff hockey game, you can tell the difference with the crowd, with the energy. I sure. can absolutely feel the atmosphere through the TV um, for that. A lot of other games you can too, you know, especially when it's close. I mean, you can feel the difference in a blowout, and then when it's a close game coming down the wire, oh, third period. Is, there's if there's better. anything bad, I oh man, it's the best. I absolutely love it. Well, talking about Philly, um, didn't they just trade up like crazy in the NFL draft? We got that next week. We'll oh, break they that down did. That literally week. just came out this afternoon. Yes. Yeah. Eagles are picking at number two now. <laughs> Fucking idiots. Yeah. So, all right. So they traded. Let me see. Uh, I think I can find the exact things here. Um, all I know is it's going to turn out horrible for them, and it's going to be awesome for the Giants. And I was legit like, oh, the Eagles? I mean, you know, hey. All right. So... The Eagles traded away their 2016 first-round pick, which was number eight overall, which in this year's draft is pretty solid. solid I mean, there's no, there's solid, no like yeah. definite one-two. I mean, the the two quarterbacks that no one really even Wentz and Goff. Um, so they also had to give sounds up like a weird carpet company this year, right? <laughs> Wentz and Golf. Wentz and Golf. Oh, where'd you get that Afghan? Oh my God, sounds girl! Like an, or an injury lawyer firm. <laughs> they didn't have any left at Einstein Moom Jade. Bitten by a dog, <laughs> slipped on ice, called Goff and Wentz. <laughs> yeah, I can hear that. Uh, it seems like the Eagles definitely need some counsel, though, because they traded away their first round, their third round, and their fourth round of this year. Yep. 2017 first round pick, which is probably going to be in the top 10 any- again. And a 2018 second round pick. They get a 2016 first overall pick, number two. So they're jumping six spots, and then they get a fourth round pick in 2017. I mean, talk about a fleecing. I mean, what are you doing? And the, yeah. the Eagles don't even have, they don't even have a, um, what what are they calling it? I forget. Um, yeah, a personnel guy, like a main personnel guy. They don't even have one. They, the Lowry, Lowry is that what you're saying? Lowry? Je, uh, Je, Jed Lowry? Yeah, was... Said that no, I think. Oh, Jeffrey Laurie. Yeah, Jeffrey Laurie. Jed Larry is a old. He's a Red Sox. <laughs> old Red Sox. Uh, so they're like, oh, we'll handle that after the draft. Like, wait, what? what? <laughs> That's no. So you just mortgaged wait. your future, yeah. and then you're going to handle it later. And then they say, yeah, we'll get to it. So then, the, but the other offseason thing for the Eagles was, do they re-sign Sam Bradford? And they did. They gave him twenty-two million dollars. So ridiculous. And now they're like, let's trade up so that we can get. Sam, what's rumored to be one of those quarterbacks, so Pete for a Wentz. backup quarterback, Pete Wentz, the basis of Fallout Boy? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I don't think that's who they're going to draft. Although I was hoping you would catch that. He might actually help the Eagles. Um, yeah, I don't know what they're doing. Like, they gave up their fir- first, third, and fourth of this year. What What are you doing? For for what? To get up to the second? To move up to, six To picks. move up six spots and then get a fourth round next year. Well... Are All you right. kidding me? But what do they need, and why are they getting it up two to guarantee? Uh, they obviously know that the person that they need is within the first three picks. I yes. mean, Julio Mack, maybe. 
Or, thing, I can't or, or, honestly think or, of someone. But the jo- Joey Bosa? I, I don't know. Unless this is going to be something crazy on draft day where then they're going to leverage the second round pick to get more picks from someone else. There's a lot of Unless stuff like try that. try to trade Sam Bradford You ever seen somehow? draft day? Cool movie. Yeah, but why? Tra- Sam Bradford did a good job last year. But he can't stay healthy. They, he did Never last, has. He did last season. He's been consistently though. I get it. Yeah, no, consistently. As of late, I have. uh, As of late, I'm. Yes, his knee tendons are about as strong as this rubber band I have in my hand. (laughs) Visual. Um, We have. I just. Hey, hey, Eagles, go ahead. Mortgage your future out for whatever you want. I mean, obviously, you know, you'd think like, ooh, maybe they. If Bill Belichick did this, which would never ever happen, you'd be like, oh, they got something up their sleeve. Like they know something we don't. You know. But with this, it's kind of everyone's just kind of like, wait, what? Especially yeah. to the Browns, right? Because the Browns are like, okay, because <laughs> at eight they probably can still get a good quarterback. Because right. the other, I think a lot of people are high on the um, Penn State quarterback. They think he might even be a better pro than these other two guys. I mean, some people are saying that, but and then I mean, the Browns are loading up on picks. They're like the Celtics right now with all these picks that oh, they good. have. They, good for them. Hopefully they'll, they'll they turn have, shit around. First, third, and fourth, they have six picks in those overall. And it's not even like they went from like 16 to two, you know, from two to like 16. Two to eight. Yeah. They have an eighth-round pick. Eight, eight per, like eighth, eighth overall, pick. yeah. What? It's amazing. They do some damage. Absolutely. Good for them. Um, that was good. See the Giants, uh, Josh Brown kick. We got our kicker back. Didn't Yay! miss a field goal last year, which was awesome. They and also we got signed uh, Orleans Darkwall. Yep. And That's they, always a good one. And uh, Brad Wing, the punter. The, Austra- the, the Australian Just locking lefty, up those special who did a teams. Great guys. job last year. Hey, did you see that uh, that came out? And I think it was Mara who who was one of the ones who was talking about it mostly today. Is that the NFL within the next? I think they said by 2018 we'll get fully rid of the kickoff. Really doesn't, doesn't shock me. Yeah, which which stinks because well, I think stinks because it doesn't give the chance of the the, of the smaller players or the players who don't the necessarily special teams get guys. special teams get. We know a, a bunch of them that we know have made names for themselves. The yeah. Blake Costanzas, the Chris Hogan's, you know, like they made names for themselves on special teams. So if you take a kickoff away, that's taking options and plays and, and reps I mean, for punt, these guys. And punt return too, but like that's, yeah, it's a different Look, I get it. It well, is dangerous. I mean, it is the what most is it dangerous like, play. Well, they say, I think 80% of the concussions happen on those plays yeah, or something surprised. crazy You're like that. You're running full goddamn speed down it, the... It's car crashes. Yeah. It's mini car crashes without cars. It's insane. Um, speaking of Chris Hogan, I think he's going to make his name as a wide receiver this year. Man. Really, I, so. honestly, as long as he stays healthy, Tom Brady loves throwing to those. I've tight. seen videos of him working out, and his wrist looks totally fine. His ankles look totally fine. Uh, dude, he's gonna. I really think he's gonna burst out on the scene this year. Well, he'd be one of those sneaky third, like like oh, Danny Mandola. Okay, you know Julian Edelman, all right. And then all do, of a sudden, like going, who is this Chris Hogan guy? I'll out put of it, nowhere. He's gonna have more catches than Danny Amendola. Yeah. I'll put it. I'll and, he's, he's, and be more productive than Danny Amendola. He's gonna be the next Danny Woodhead type of guy that uh, the Patriots just kind of pick up out of nowhere and make a name for himself, and then he goes off and makes some money somewhere. Yeah. Well, he made his money coming to the yeah, yeah. Know, the his, deal he got he for. Unbelievable. Yeah, especially it was front loaded too. Because so that, Art Weiss that bills doing work. Yeah, it is art, isn't it? Yep. Yeah, good for him. Good for Art. Uh, family friend is his agent. That's cool. Yeah. So family friend. I think. And then what the? So we just talked about the second pick. The first pick was also traded this week. Yes. Or last week. This week. Late last week. Sure. Last week. Yep. Uh, yeah. After we air. After we recorded this, the Rams gave up. Uh, Oh, that, that was another fleecing too. Yeah, if I remember correctly, it was uh, the shit. I should have had this ready. I'm sorry, folks. No worries. Uh, Mike Francesca. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, Tennessee. Tra- 
Tennessee Titans traded the number one pick to the Los Angeles Rams, um, which you'd think, I mean, they definitely need a quarterback because they named, in March, they named their, the Rams named Case Keenum uh, as their starter. I mean, I just remember he did really well at Houston, but he was in a running or uh, total spread offense, which is the only reason why he made a name for himself. Um, Tennessee sent the top selection along with a fourth and a sixth round this year to the Rams in exchange for uh, the their first-round pick, two second-round selections, and a third-round pick. I mean, just, I don't understand, like, how many first number one picks in the past ten years have been total, like, like their value is, I mean, Cam Newton might be the only one that I can really think recent, of right now. Yeah, recent past. Um I mean, I, th- I think we had this conversation er- earlier in this show. Not this show, but th- one of the earlier episodes. But, like, that doesn't – you're not guaranteed for, like – especially this year's draft. It seems like this is the one where you kind of want to cull as much talent as possible and see what kind of plays out, see what value you can get for these guys because there's no – you know, there's a lot of good talent, defensive talent, yeah. But, I mean, quarterback-wise, stuff like like, there's no guarantees, like – I don't know. I don't. I don't see what they're doing here. Draft. Um. It, it, it's funny. It's it's such a polarizing thing. Either it bores the fuck out of you, or you're very interested in it. You know. And it's a very polarizing type thing. And I think this year it will be a little more interesting, especially with all the stuff that's going on right now. Absolutely. Uh, so, I was just wondering about. I was just caring about Giants. Now that this stuff happened, I'm very interested. And to see what's what's going to like. Why did they make these moves? What did they? Yeah. Absolutely. So I'm. Uh, I'm working. I'm working the third day of the draft for the Patriots. I just got a new part-time job working for the Patriots. Oh, really? Yeah, New England oh, Patriots. Is there like a draft Craft party? Group, uh, the Craft Sports Productions, is an nice. official company. Um, you know, being part-time for them, but I'm going to help help cover for the uh, the third day, help answering phones and working an event for them. Oh, that's great! So that's uh, next Saturday. So that should be interesting. Nice. Up in what's, Lawrence. What size shirt do you wear, Sean? I wear um, on a good day, Lord. <laughs> uh, if I've had some carbs, it's an. Yeah, I use it like an XL. You know, uh, so just remember that some uh, some Pat's gear, two XLs. All right, I please. got you. Yeah, all that uh, Pat's gear that Sean wants. One XL. Well, two. One XL, two <laughs> I XL. I know what you were getting at. <laughs> um, but uh, I can't wait to wear my Giants tank top under everything for the game days. Fuck it's you. Gonna be, it's gonna out be of here. Awesome. Well, all right. So what else are you doing? Oh. I mean, you're doing that, but oh, on well, top the, of that... The main gig is I'm going to be on the field, and I'm going to be a flag holder running around the flags on the field, doing other promotions, throwing stuff into the crowd. I don't think they throw stuff into the crowd, do mm. they? No. No, they don't do that. But, um, you know, like if so it's I, Breast Cancer I, Month, like in October, they have a big breast cancer thing on the field beforehand. They need coordinators to help the people get where they're supposed to go, the photographer, like all that stuff. So I'm going to do be Do you have to that. learn how to fire a musket? <laughs> no, but that is another one of my job, wrangling those guys, because those guys get closer and closer to the field as the game goes on, because they get excited. So one of my jobs is like, Oh, get back, get back. Just you don't know? take their tea from them. No, I will not. I will definitely not do that. I will definitely But they'll hit you with the shot heard around the world. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Damn. That was Just awesome. keep your eyes kind of closed because I, I hear they fire when they see the white. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, but, Love yeah, should, that should be interesting. Starting yeah, it should soon. be awesome, man. should be starting Congrats. soon. Congratulations, see, man. See some schmo running around with a flag on the field. It is uh, quite the scene down there. I mean, I worked for the, the ticket office, which was... A whole hell of a lot more boring than what you're going to be doing, um, but it is it, it's a cool time down there. Now that it's like they are a good team and they have it is a little. I mean, people are crazy, obviously. Mm-hmm. You know, it's fucking New England, but uh, they do a good job of making the environment is very like it's festa. It's it's a good atmosphere. You don't feel like. Ugh. 
It's all about customer service. It that, is. Was, that was my. We're all patriots. Yes, I knew you had it in you. <laughs> and the Patriots are world champions. Who do you think they're going to select That's in the first so round? Good, Bill. What's that? I said, who do you think the Patriots are going to select? Uh, in the first no round? one, because they don't have a fucking <laughs> pick. Roger Goodell, you piece of shit. And I hope the Giants select Ezekiel Elliott. Be nice. Yeah, I don't know. But good, luck. good luck. They're probably going to get a D-end or a linebacker. Yeah, so we'll fine by me. We'll take either yeah, one. I'm, you know, that's fine. I'm. We'll have uh, a nice analysis in tw- two weeks of what we think our teams are yeah, doing. Yeah, after the draft. Yeah, for sure. See if any of them have made any uh, stupid moves or if any of them are dum-dums. Yeah. Well, Kurt Schilling's a dum-dum. Most certainly is. In the social justice system, the people are represented by two separate yet equally important groups. Idiots who say stupid things, and the people who record and talk about those idiots. These are their stories. Dumb get, dums. Love getting that. Love that bass line. Bow, bow, bow. Bum, bum. All right, sorry. Uh, Sean, so, what, so you pulled up. Uh, all right, so Kershaw came out with a WordPress blog. So, well, no. At f- first, what he then had to write his blog about. Um, he decided, Kurt Schilling, who uh, ran into a little bit of problems uh, by sharing a. A meme about uh, ex- you know uh, Islamic extremists a couple months ago caught a lot of heat for it. Uh, he got suspended from ESPN for like what was it like a week or something? Two weeks. Um, so you'd think he'd learn, right? That you know maybe something on his personal Facebook. I mean, he was always on his soapbox saying that's my personal space. I could say what that's my opinion. That right. doesn't reflect anything. Da 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 da. It's just what I think. Um. He then, yesterday, decided to comment and share on his Facebook a uh, anti-trans meme, uh, and he's def- most definitely not backing men. So, uh, obviously, I mean, at this point, I think everyone has heard, that, especially Nor- the North Carolina bill that is um, about trans people and the gendered bathrooms. Uh, they're making people, whatever you, whatever genitalia you were born with, that's what thing you have that's what bathroom you have to go to now the the you know the which i think is correct this is a pc thing that i think actually is better for our society um i'm sure you two think this same way because it's kind of backwards to think it the other way is whatever you identify with a trans person whatever they identify with they're allowed to use that bathroom or why doesn't just everyone get a goddamn unisex bathroom? Well, because um, the thing is, you go to all these places and they have family bathrooms. Yeah, just you know, so there you go. Who cares? There you go. So the other thing, the ignorant people that I'm calling ignorant are, well, you don't want this, you know, bruh, like some, you know, some. I think a lot of people, because they're scared of trans people or not scared, they don't know exactly what it is. They think it's just creepy guys or that want to be women, like drag queens, basically. Like, you want them going to the bathroom next to your daughter? And that's exact. So there's this meme, which I'm pretty sure was a picture of Frank Reynolds from Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Looked exactly like him. Um, was basically like, do you want this person? And looked very. It was pretty much a person like dressed up as like a trashy drag queen, which is, and it wasn't a trans person. It wasn't anything like that. Yeah, like doesn't that look like Frank Reynolds? <laughs> yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Yes, let Trump, him in to your restroom with your daughter, or else you're a narrow-minded, judgmental, unloving, uh, racist bigot who needs to die. And Kurt Schilling wrote. Um, some people a man them. is a man no matter what they call themselves. I don't care what they are, who they sleep with. Men's room is designated for the penis. Women's, not so much. Now, you need laws telling us differently? Pathetic. This also wrote at 11.30 p.m., so maybe he had a couple in them. 
Uh, hey, um, so people are like, well, yeah. when was the last time that you like saw another dude's dick in the bathroom? You don't. I think the I mean, main unless you're looking exactly, and then, and I think the main outcry about this is not not more on the bathroom. It's more of the locker rooms that it's attached to. Because well, I, I see a lot of the yes. a lot of the evidence and a lot of the outcry that I've seen people reference locker rooms because the locker rooms is a whole other different aspect. Well, I'll tell you, if you want to see a, a lot of dongs, you go ahead and go to that Newton Boston, <laughs> Boston Sports Club because. Yeah, I don't know. There's two kind. There's, there's good scouting over there, Sean. <laughs> there's yeah. the old guys. All right, there's two. There's two kinds of people that go to there. That young guys and old dudes who just have no fucking shame at all. No, oh, no. regard for you. Talking life. to them, you know. Hey, yeah, join the modified softball league as my uh, as my d- bats hanging out. Jesus Christ, my it's batting d- balls. So you're just like, okay, what? I mean, you know, we, is that a half a roll of dimes? What is that? <laughs> well, they are Jewish, so they probably keep it there. Um, but so. You're right. You, you, you know, that, Jewish ladies be, love Jewish the men. They love stuff why, that's 20% off. <laughs> why this meme was... Uh, horrible. Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> God. Um, why that meme was shared and why he felt the need to comment on it, I think, is because... He needs to be in the spotlight. That, that and he's like, oh, my opinion, my opinion. I can say whatever I want. Um, which, I mean, you know, he does have First Amendment rights. He's not exactly hurting anybody. He's just throwing his opinion out there. But no, a lot people of people... Get but in this thing... In this this day and age, you know that that's going to happen. Right. Like, you know people are going to be uh, upset about that. You you have there's no way I believe Kurt Schilling, who is a professional baseball player, who's uh, employed by ESPN, he's got to be a smart guy in some sense. Is he of the still world. employed by ESPN? Uh, right now, I think he is. I don't know if that's going to be the case anytime soon. Well, he he decided to write on his WordPress. Sorry, I just want to get this. No, get it to it. The hunt to be offended. It's likely the easiest way to address all of you out there is just dying to be offended so you can create some sort of faux cause to rally behind. I'm like, triggered. That's not a faux. That's a real kind of cause that it it matters to some people. Let's make one thing clear up front. If you get offended by anything, in caps, in this post, that's your fault. All yours. It's a great sorry, not sorry right there. Um... For you people who are too dense to understand this one, very important thing. My opinion, 100% mine and only mine. I don't represent anyone but myself here on Facebook, Twitter, anywhere. Narcissist. <laughs> and then he just goes on to be like, you know, blah, 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 blah. You know. You're not relevant He anymore. also said the latest brew haha is beyond hilarious. Hey, bro, that's not how you spell brew. You don't did, brew like a beer and then ha. Did he really write ha, it like that? That's yes. awesome. So maybe he's not that smart. But... You can't then go on and be like, well, this is all your, you know, you can't get a, you know, it's my opinion. I, I was blindsided I by all this outcry. That's exact. Thank you. you. Wait, what? You put something out like that and now you're blindsided. There's that a backlash. That's going to happen? Like, are Especially the transgender world and all that. Holy crap. Especially this, like, bands aren't playing North Carolina shows because they don't want, because they don't Bruce, they want the Pearl Jam, appeal. right? And other other states are being like, oh, we'll take matters even further and make sure that trans people, you know, because it is a thing now. It's accepted. And, you know, there's, you know, if people are transitioning, there needs to be a respect level and there needs to be, you know, gender, you know, people always talk about gender norms, things like that. It's a very, a lot of gray, obviously, a lot of gray. Um, I just don't think it's, you gotta be a goddamn dumbass, Kurt Schilling, to think that that's not going to like cause a stir. Like, that's the dumb done. This. You know, I don't, you know, he can have his opinion. Loved me. That meme is absolutely fucking stupid. You, you can have your opinion. That's fine. And if you want to write it on your Facebook, that, you know, that's, you go ahead. You got, know, got all these people from Rhode Island. The dumb part comes in and he's like, what? 
What, what do you mean this is bad? Like, oh, get out of here, dude. Like, I, like you're a public figure. Like, you know, uh, yeah, like you said, Rhode Island doesn't like them anyway, so they lost all that goddamn money. And honestly, I kind of started... I did. See, I heard his side on Kirk Minahan's podcast. Yes, which I enjoyed that, and I I gained respect for him just in the openness. And now I'm just losing it right back because he's a gun toting narcissist who just wants to be in the spotlight and go, "Ooh, this is a hot bush, hot button issue. I'm going to do this out there, know the backlash I'm going to get, but then go, oh, I'm blindsided. I thought people loved me. No, so he like, got dude, no get out taken here. off. Sunday, Sunday night. night baseball replaced with Jessica Mendoza, the first female someone who does their homework, someone who you know, like yeah, she knows a lot about. I mean, she's very knowledgeable. She about wasn't baseball. just thrown in there. Best, well, she wasn't obviously being a cuff. woman, being a Mexican helps. ESPN's uh, a woman, yo, ethnicity, oh, I, uh, ethnicity, and uh, the female. Put, I think it's great that they're giving her a chance and stuff like that. I've listened to some of it. Uh, she knows her stuff when it comes to talking about the game. I think um, the off the cuff. Uh, conversational stuff. Obviously, that takes time. She's not the best at it. She, yeah, Kurt she goes could to school do Phil Sims on that one. Kurt, yeah, um, it, she's a bit obvious and saying. But then people are like, "Oh, it's like was Kurt Schilling that much better?" I mean, he knew everything about pitching, but like also like that's the thing. He's he a narcissist pitching, but he's also he loves to hear himself talk about anything. Well, you he hear him on interviews. Shut goes, up. Well, he hear, hear him on interviews and hear DNC go like, da, 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 like I say something and they go, "Oh, I could have told you that weeks ago." It's like, yeah, yeah, but but you, but you, yeah, didn't. you didn't. You didn't. Oh, I could have told you that. Oh, I, I knew that. Yeah, he is. A, oh, I knew John Farrell wasn't going to be a good he manager. Is a, I told like, you what? so, kind of guy. What do you mean? And it and uh, oh, I have no I problem with the cancer, guy. though. I have no problem with a guy having cancer. Uh, well, no, I hate that. Um, yeah, that was bad. Uh, um, I thought I thought at least that's and I guess that's why I gained respect for him too because he took something he and and he turned into a positive meaning he did a little bit more a outcry about you know don't do smokeless tobacco you know and that was cool that he did he's that. overcome so a lot PSAs. in his life but it's just like I don't know are you trying to get yourself fired I think that's one of the main things too he's like screw it because how much money does he has he made you know what I'm saying like what does that well he's still paying pay? back he that. lost a ton of personal money in the whole video well, game well he thing. invested over 50 million of his own dollars into that video game venture so what are you doing pissing studios. just put your tail between your legs and go make a couple more million for another couple of years that's not and how then... he's wired yeah it's not tis not so in my opinion I think you're total dumb dumb of the week well yeah and the whole Kurt Schilling thing just makes you say what the Spanning the globe to bring you the constant variety of WTF news. The stories that make you say, What the f***? What the f***? WTF, mate. What the f***? This is WADD Talk Radio's wild world of What the f***? All right, so this was one of those where you see the headline and it just makes you say, What the f***? Um, London gets first naked restaurant. Thank you, Bill. Uh, and the waiting list is already up at 5,000 people. What? Yep. Someone wants to eat some meatballs with their meaty balls. I don't know with about their you, sausages hanging out. But just it bugs me to go to restaurants anyway and just sit by strangers and hear them eat. And uh, and then and all of a sudden you're trying to eat your tea and so strumpets and three you see a tea bag chairs and some bits. <laughs> you didn't let me get my joke out. Sorry. Asshole. Get it, with, asshole? I, I stepped on yours with one of mine that wasn't that good anyway. Good. So You're a dick. Get it? Ha! <laughs> All right. God damn it. You get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. So, um, the, the name of the restaurant is The Bonyadi. It's hoping to fill a uh, pop-up restaurant coming to London this summer, and it's only for three months that they're having it. Where, where uh, in London does it say? 
Um, I I don't know in the good part. I, don't, I have no I'll idea. Because like, think about it, you can't just be showing up to the bad parts naked. You know, like where first of all, where you that you know that's a do you have to show up naked or do they have like is there a coat room like a dressing room? You got to at the table. You can't just go out. You can't just pop out of your car at valet and just be you know some nuts swinging in the wind. <laughs> yeah, you know? That's a good you, point. Yeah, you, yeah, why not? Yeah, exactly. I see London. I see France. You know? <laughs> I don't see not- any underpants. <laughs> um, but uh, it is very, very interesting layout of the place and it, how it's, you know, yes, it's kind of a nudist colony, but it's it's very sectioned off. That's cool. You know, so you don't, it's more of just like, oh, honey, let's go and get some sushi and, you know, while your sushi's hanging out type of thing. <laughs> so it just, it just makes me say what the fuck. Teabag time. You know, I, I did hear about one restaurant that I wanted to try, which is interesting, is um, you're completely blind the whole time. They turn the lights off, you wear things over your eyes, oh. and, you know, you order and everyone talk, you know, and everything. And, like, you have to, like, feel around for the stuff on the table and then, you know, like, but imagine getting, like, Chinese food or something like that, like the weird textures of just, like, think about an actual texture of like a dumpling they you know give you a piece like, of papaya <laughs> that's the weirdest goddamn texture ever <laughs> that'd be so funny they give you all these different things and it's just like weirdly cut up cantaloupe the whole time you're like oh this this tastes like gooey. You know? yeah <laughs> that old halloween thing where you like reach into a bucket with a thing and it's like these are eyeballs and they're skinned grapes <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah definitely nudist colonies have spilt into the restaurant world and i i want i do not want to see a wiener while, while I'm holding you're my own, one. yes, that is that is not <laughs> that is not cool. Definitely, what the fuck on that one? Absolutely. Uh, my my article also comes from the UK, where uh, I'm going to read a little bit of this article for you because it's just freaking hilarious. <laughs> uh, grandmother attacked husband with a meat, meat tenderizer after she caught him watching porn. So Lydia Holmes assaulted her 78 year old husband Gordon Holmes uh, after telling police he hasn't touched me in 10 years and now he's watching porn. Uh, a furious grandmother has been spared jail time for attacking her husband of 50 years with a meat, with a meat tenderizer. Oh, you want to tenderize your meat? I'll tenderize your meat. She threw a shaker of Adolf's at him. <laughs> there you go. Happy um, birthday. Wait, what? Oh, Mr. Holmes ran into the street bleeding, tolding, telling the, uh, the neighbors that his wife had gone mad. Uh, when police asked Mrs. Holmes what happened, she says, I caught him with porn. I, he tried to get rid of it. I saw red and I attacked him. I wanted to kill him. It should be murder. I want 10 years of my life back. I saw red mist. He hasn't touched me for 10 years, and now he's watching porn. How dare he? How do I go about getting 10 years of my life back? Well, I don't know. Open up your legs. Oh, but she, yeah, exactly. Oh, but she's probably doing hundreds of squats and sit-ups a day to, you know what I'm oh, saying? Yeah. Like, get out of here. She's 78. That means last time she was touched was 68, which is probably later than most people get touched. You'd have to swiffer that shit before you go in there. <laughs> get all the dust. In the fucking... little, 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 little dust buster down there. It's like, I don't know, ma'am. Do you look like the women that he's watching? I don't think so. Yeah, no way. Uh, so the court uh, the court heard how the attack continued until Mr. Holmes could get out into the street after he suffered injuries to his head, ear, and right hand. So luckily she didn't tenderize his actual meat. Mm, Jesus. But uh, that, that certainly made me say, what the fuck? Yeah, definitely. All right. Uh, I'm going to dive back into this whole PC culture thing here. My what the fuck comes from Florida. Austin, Texas, yeah, right. where Jordan Brown, an openly gay pastor who preaches at a non-denominational church of the Church of Open Doors uh, claims that the cake that he ordered from Whole Foods um, by the he ocean. ordered with the... <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, he wanted the word love wins written on blue icing. Um, he then sent out a tweet and said with the cake, and it says love wins, fag. 
Oh, um, nice. comma fag. Uh, so he tweeted really? he's wanted. So he screwed. Uh, he sued another <laughs> man. <laughs> yes, he did. And then he sued Whole Foods. And then Whole Foods was like, uh, Buster Brown, you're wrong. Uh, we're going to counter sue for $100,000 uh, because they're like, no, uh, they, they, according to the countersuit, he intentionally, knowingly, and falsely accused Whole Foods and its employees of writing the homophobic slur. Um, Is there a picture of the cake? Yes. Can you tweet that out there? Okay, yeah, that that says love win fags. Yes. But I feel like so he what Whole Foods it. did, they're like, we, re, you know, it's not in our, um, you know, that's not in our thing. Like, that's not what we do. Like, you none of our employees would do this. Like, it's totally out. Of, we would absolutely never do that. Like, we, you know, respect that community. And we reviewed the security footage of Mr. Brown um, doing the takeout or, you know, the, you know, his checking out. And the Walked UPC the was at. On, on top of the box, and then when you see the other photo, that thing's not there. So it could be, like, it's very... He could have done it himself. Like, Went out it, to the car, switched them, and go, oh, walk right back in. And the other what thing is, is the the um, handwriting is kind of the same, but it's so generic that, like, anyone can kind of do it. Is the icing that it's written with the same color? Yes. Uh, yeah, I mean, come on. Um, it's written in rainbow. And they said that we wouldn't even accept that design bakery order if it includes language like that. That's just not what we do. Like, we never do that. We stand behind our bakery team uh, member who's actually a part of the LGBT community. And then other additional team members from the store said they're like, absolutely no way would would we have done that. So I think that this guy is like... Trying to have his cake and eat it too? Patrick, that's the episode, folks. <laughs> that, that was perfect. Uh, his piece, trying to get the whole PC riled up. Where I don't know why you go after Whole Foods when there's that much evidence. But yeah, like, what, like, what the f- like? What are you doing? Like, why not just like yep. be happy? Like, I don't know, John. I'll be the icing to your cake any day. Thanks, giggity, buddy. <laughs> Let's get but, out of here. Yeah, before I start going on a pun run. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that'll do it for episode 61 of WADD Talk Radio. Uh, we enjoy you guys listening to us every single week whenever we uh, we are on our feed uh, at iTunes, Stitcher Radio. Um, you can go to wadd.talkradio.blogspot.com uh, to find all of our episodes if you want if you want to go there. Um, you can find you can find us on Facebook at WADD Talk Radio. Twitter at WADD Talk Radio. Sean, where can we find you on Twitter? At Have You Seen He? Patrick, where can we find you? At Heaners Wiener All And you can find me at Bill Neville NAI. And once again, uh, as always, Sean, when can when can the people hear us again? Talk to you next.